Welcome everyone to the Fast and Functional Podcast, where each episode takes less than 10 minutes to help you discover how functional medicine can transform your health. I am your host, Katie Garrett, a functional medicine practitioner and board-certified nutritionist. Today, I'm joined by my husband, Philip Garrett. Hello. Who adds cheese and butter to all of my healthy meals. It's so delicious. And he will be asking me common questions that many of my clients ask. So, Phil, ready to go? Let's do it. Okay, so today we're talking about gut health. So this is the first of a series on the topic, and today we're going to be talking about what is gut health and how does food affect it. Okay, I'm interested to learn that. All right, so the first part of gut health is the, you know, the anatomy of the gut. And one part of that is that we have a microbiome in our gut. And this is all the living organisms. And we have living organisms on us and in us, our eyes, our skin, okay, our Okay, first mouth. of all, that's gross. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, we do have, we are more bacterial cells than we actually are human cells. Are you saying that I am mostly bacteria? I married bacteria, yeah. Uh, well, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> but we also have viruses, parasites, yeast, so it just keeps getting better. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and they all live in harmony with each other unless we end up having an imbalance. And that is known as dysbiosis. And That's when the the one bacteria declares war on another bacteria. Is that right? Um, not quite. Okay. <laughs> but when they are imbalanced, they end up um, just not living in harmony like they should, making the wrong types of byproducts. This causes inflammation in the gut. Hmm. And we can feel that in the sense of you know bloating or gas or constipation or diarrhea. Um, sometimes, sometimes outside of the gut too, but we'll talk about that in a later series. Mm, okay. So I guess learning more about like, like, tell me more about how these things, I mean, how do they get there? How do they grow? How do they, like, what do we do to feed them? Yeah. So part of our microbiome is determined from our our mom really because we that's where we get it from when we start life when we go through the vaginal tract when we're delivered um, or if you were c-section then it's more so from whatever your food is in the very beginning of life so those who have a vaginal birth and are breastfed are definitely going to have the best microbiome so if you didn't have those that could be part of why you're struggling today in your 30s 40s 50s 60s with gut issues you're telling me that my mom's at fault <laughs> no don't <laughs> tell her that. <laughs> Sorry, mom. <laughs> um, but we also have a, um, a gut lining that's supposed to keep all these guys away from our bloodstream. And so when that gut lining is not kept tight intact, then we have what's called leaky gut. Hey, I've heard of that term before. Yeah. Leaky gut. Yeah. I think there's a few books or a few hundred books on that, right? <laughs> yes, it's a popular term, um, but we all have a little bit of a leaky gut. It's healthy to be able to get things quickly across this lining, but it's when it stays open for too long that too much ends up from the gut into the bloodstream, and now we have inflammation. No, no, wait, wait, hold on. Take a step back. You talk about lining. Are you talking mm -hmm. about like your stomach lining? Yeah, your 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 intestinal and stomach lining. So it's all part you, of your gut. I want you to know I'm an expert on this because I did watch a Magic School Bus episode where they went oh. inside of the human body and all the little villi, yeah, the villi. Know, went uh, in the intestines and stuff like that. <laughs> so you're telling me 
that there are... Thank you, Mrs. Frizzle, for educating my husband. Oh, so good. (laughs) So you're telling me that there are um, some foods and things like that or whatever that gets through that in like your stomach or like I know that it goes through in the intestines Mm -hmm. where it's supposed to right but well it's supposed to like ask permission and then go through the cell that makes up the gut lining but we can actually have holes in that gut lining and that means I can just slip through in between cells where it never got permission so things that shouldn't end up in the bloodstream end up there and now we have what's called leaky gut syndrome oh Um, And so, yeah, there are different foods that can impact how leaky we might be. So there's studies showing that even in healthy individuals, eating gluten can give you leaky gut for a little bit of time afterwards. So can high intensity exercise. So, I mean, that we don't know if that's really the worst thing in the world. Um, But for people who already struggle with leaky gut, you know, there are some food sensitivities that we might want to stay away from. Um, But we want to first focus on the foods to eat to make your gut bacteria happier. Mm. And so that would be fiber and color are two big categories. So high fiber foods like chia seeds, beans, flax, berries, um, these are all going to go feed that good gut bacteria. Um, And then colorful foods. So we think about fruits and vegetables and deeply pigmented uh, beans or grains All of those are antioxidants, and that can feed your good gut bacteria too. Interesting. Okay, so wait. So I've heard antioxidants before, Mm -hmm. and so they play a role in this as well? Yeah, um, that's something that can actually um, make your gut bacteria healthier because they're going to have more fuel um, basically from that food. So, you know, things like berries are deeply colored, and we know berries are high in antioxidants. Well, that's a good food for your gut as well. Okay. So what you're telling me is I should only eat blueberries for the rest of my life. <laughs> you know, I should write a book on that. Yeah. The blueberry diet. <laughs> this is patented and trademarked. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, we don't have to go after the superfoods. We want a well-balanced diet. But yeah, we're just looking for fiber and color. And then we're also um, looking to stay away from the foods that can feed your bad bacteria, parasites, viruses, fungus, that kind of stuff. So that's going to be sugar and refined carbohydrates. So you know anything that has added sugar in it, that could be a candy bar, a protein bar, a cereal, I mean, sometimes they're, you know, ketchup, stuff like that, can all feed your bad um, types of organisms. Or um, refined flour basically becomes sugar in your intestines because it's so processed. So I like food that is brown and white. Like potatoes and fried potatoes. So think the rainbow, Phil. Oh, okay. Rainbow. There's no brown and white in the rainbow. (laughs) Okay. So food that is the rainbow, like food-colored French fries. Oh, my goodness. Is that... (laughs) So basically, if you think about like a sweet potato, it's going to have more color in it and more fiber um, than a regular white russet potato. Mm. And so that's going to be a better option for your gut bacteria. Or even like a baby red potato. That has more skin and it has red coloring. So that's going to be better too. Okay, wait, wait. Quick game here. Okay, okay so I'm going to say I'm gonna say a, a food that I like and you tell me a better version of it. Okay, so we already did that. Potatoes, right? Mm-hmm. And that's mine is white potatoes and yours is, right? Sweet potato. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, let's see. Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a food. Oh, <laughs> the game broke That's a down. Meal. 
So you can make a crust using cauliflower mm. and then actually put, you know, fresh tomatoes on there. The tomatoes are full of color, so that's a good thing. The, the cheese is not going to feed any good gut bacteria. Alas. <laughs> you put vegetables on it, though. Okay. so Black it's... olives. You know, that black is a deeply colored pigment, and so that's going to be good for your gut. Hmm. Okay. Um, but then we also have foods that can feed, or not really feed, but increase your gut lining. And so the most famous one is bone broth. That's really become super popular. They have bone broth protein powders at health food stores now. Um, but those proteins are things that can help to feed the gut lining. Hmm. So that's good for it as well. Okay. So um, if we're kind of summing up a few different little things that people can do to help their gut lining... Um, they could drink some bone broth. Mm-hmm. They could increase the color mm-hmm. of their foods. They could limit the white and browns. Mm-hmm. Um, and limit the how processed it is too. Mm-hmm. Okay, and um, and yeah, limit the unrefined sugars and things like that. Yeah, and then limit any you know food sensitivities because that means when you consume it, you're going to be more inflamed, and inflammation makes your gut more leaky. So if there's foods you know you react to. Whether it's a stuffy nose or it's gas or bloating, it doesn't really matter where the symptom is. You want to stay away from that food to try to keep your gut less inflamed. Okay. So um, in future uh, episodes in this series, we'll talk about, um, I guess, what more about what else can affect your gut? Yeah. So how lifestyle factors can affect it, like medication, stress, and exercise. And then we can do another session on how your gut affects the rest of your body. Okay. All right. Well, we'll look forward to that. So um, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, we don't want you to miss those episodes. And uh, Katie, how, how can they get more uh, more information? Yeah. And you can go to my website at katiegarrett.com and go to the contact form to let me know if you have any requests for future episodes. Thank you, Lindsay, for requesting gut health as the next topic. And then you can also um, share the podcast with other people who could really benefit from this information. Okay, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye.